0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Today we are joined with Amanda Savory from Amanda Savory Events, who was my wedding pl- or me. Joe and my wedding planner (laughs) and my wedding fairy godmother or angel, whatever you want to call her. She's really the one that made it all happen. So welcome. Oh,
1: thank you. Hi, everyone. So Amanda,
0: I noticed that you're trying, you're not labeling yourself as a wedding planner because you do more than weddings. So an event planner, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, um, we get classified as a wedding planner, all the time because we primarily do produce weddings. Um, But with my event experience and what we do as um, a company, we do all kinds of different events. So brand events, galas, social Mm -hmm. events, corporate events. Um, 95% of our business is weddings. Um, So it's easy to get classified as that. But we're trying to break that mold a little bit Mm -hmm. because we do do everything out there. Exactly. So whatever you need to plan, Amanda is your girl. And we are
0: recording this episode it'll be released the reason we're doing it this week is because tomorrow is our six-month anniversary of our wedding which was october 13th which is so wild to me
1: i it's crazy it does not feel like it was six months ago
0: not at all and i i did have this conversation with one of my bridesmaids lizzie and she was saying that it feels like you and joe like the six month doesn't feel long to her in the sense that he's just my new husband and she still is like I can't call you Cammie Rogers but she's like I've always known you were gonna marry Joe and so that feels like such a novelty and old idea to me but the actual wedding seems like it was yesterday the memories and all of that and I totally agree
1: oh I 100% agree they are so crisp in my so mind crisp. that whole entire weekend I feel like I could play it out every day and <laughs> I, I look I do <laughs> I mean, I do. I look at the photos and the video all the time. I'm always referencing you guys. Um, it was one of the best weekends of my life, <laughs> as well. Um, Definitely but, mine. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it was such an amazing, fun weekend that. I mean, I'll always hold those memories close to my heart too. So you're so sweet.
0: <laughs> I love that. I'm not alone. Um, so. You've listened to an episode of the podcast, so you might have an idea of where this is going, but I kick oh, it off.
1: I've listened to all three okay, of them. I
0: love you. <laughs> um, I kick it off with the top, the main two questions that I start with are, how would you define success?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so that for me is kind of a tricky question because mm-hmm. I can't necessarily pinpoint whether or not I have achieved that. Okay. Um, I feel that it's a combination of different parts of my life that come together to make me feel successful it's not just in the business realm it's also in my personal Mm -hmm. life too um and as a whole i think once all of those pieces are aligned and which i don't know i hope that someday they will all be aligned enough to where i look back and i'm like okay i'm content i am fulfilled i'm happy and that to me is what makes a successful life or agree. to me is how I would feel successful. So I have milestones throughout my career um, where I look back and sometimes it's even hard to do that because we're in New York City and moving 100 miles an hour. So and hard to hustle, reflect. Yeah, the reflecting is something that I really would love to slow down and kind of change um, and do more of. Because I think if I did that, I would also be like, wow, look at what you guys – have done as a company and Mm -hmm. feel successful a little bit more um but once i yeah i feel like with all of those pieces once they're kind of all aligned um that contentment and fulfillment that Mm -hmm. to me is what defines success for myself and balance too yeah definitely so kind of having all of those pieces fall into place um that's kind of my definition of success not not money it's not it's not those, not fiscal. No, yeah, no, that's not amazing. at all. Um, it used to be. Which well, is I was going to really say. Really how long
0: have you been your own boss?
1: Uh, I've been my own boss for about I think we're going. I'm, go- I'm going on five years now. Okay, so so it's been a while. So yeah. you've
0: gotten to a place where you realize that there's more yeah. than just money.
1: It's a it's a crazy emotional roller coaster when you own your own business, as you mm-hmm. know too. Yeah, um, and it's. <laughs> always evolving, always changing, and you have to do what works best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I learned early on that that the the, f- the financial aspect of it, yes, it is nice to have that, but mm-hmm. that's not what is going to make me happy. I it's agree. It's being fulfilled in other aspects I totally of agree. my life. I totally
0: agree. And I think I learned that partially when I was working in the corporate world because I was making great money, but I really was not happy. Yeah. And so it was easy to notice even with this money, I'm not feeling fulfilled, but it's almost now been harder putting that into place now that I've, so I'm approaching one year as my own boss and I'm slowly working on it, but I think you almost have to redefine the relationship again Mm -hmm. once you're your own boss. Yeah. And something that you mentioned of like looking back and reflecting on your successes, I talked with my th- I talk with my therapist a lot about disconnecting success with just financials and I talked about this on my Instagram story but I close out my monthly financials every month and it's such an easy way because I'm a numbers focused person to look at the numbers and say oh this was a really good month like go you but then I realize there are months where maybe I'm not doing financially as well as others but I'm feeling so fulfilled and I'm or I for instance this podcast I haven't made any money off of this podcast yet. Hopefully one day I'll have sponsors. But this was something I was so proud of, like couldn't sleep at night. I was smiling so big and I was so excited and I was just – I felt like I had birthed a baby. And (laughs) Hopefully that's what birth feels like. And that to me didn't – it it wasn't reflected anywhere in that financial number when I was closing out my books. And I said that to my therapist and she's like, why don't you start – writing down all of these successful moments that you Mm -hmm. have that maybe aren't financial Mm -hmm. and so now I keep like a note in my phone so throughout the month I'll write things down of launched my podcast got great feedback on the podcast or you know whatever it is hosted an amazing event and met 30 wonderful people in Manhattan that were just so excited to be there I keep it in my phone and then when I close out my financials every month I kind of have a ranking scale of how I felt fulfilled and confident and proud of my work that month. And then I put in the highlights.
1: That's a really great idea. Right?
0: (laughs) Thank you therapist. I Uh, like that. But it's a great way to reflect on milestones because it's so easy to forget things
1: oh yes all the time it's crazy my um senior event producer and I Mm -hmm. will sit down and we'll talk about that some things um that we've done or events in the past and we're like oh remember that time and then we'll sit there and kind of go down that rabbit hole to reflect a little bit and I'm always like how have we forgotten about all of these Mm -hmm. things and we should take time to celebrate them and remember them and continue to celebrate them too because a lot of them are huge milestones and and if you're not keeping track of them you'll forget about them and just keep moving on to the next on to the Mm -hmm. next which i think is a very easy way easy way to burn out and just not be appreciative of what you're you're doing and very And even when I think back on things that I was
0: so proud of and, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this, and now if something like that would happen, it's just standard almost. Yeah. And so really taking the time to write those down somewhere Mm -hmm. or give yourself the ability to reflect on them. What would you say one of your top moments, I guess, of 2018 was, successful-wise?
1: Uh, We produced our first international wedding over in Budapest. So we had, it was four or five milestones that this past year. Um, And I can only remember like two or three of them right now. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But one of them was... uh, Uh, A New York City couple hired us to produce a wedding over in Budapest. And so we went over there and had an amazing wedding for 120-ish people. Um, He was from Hungary, so we had a connection in that regards, um, which Mm -hmm. was really nice. But for that year of planning with them, I went over to Budapest a couple times and then, of course, for the execution of the wedding as well, too. so So, amazing. Yeah, that was one of our shining moments that we had as a team and it's still like it's i kind of like have to pinch myself to be like wow that was last year that we did that exactly so it's that was a that was a really special weekend too to be able to do that and to have it go off as smoothly as it did i was gonna say it just was something amazing and really 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 special too so that's great yeah thank you
0: and then I love the way you talk about your work because you're really so (laughs) proud of it. And I know what my answer to this question is in terms of you, and I'm going to say it, which I haven't done with any guests I've recorded yet. But what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Um,
1: I think that I am definitely open and just very real and honest mm-hmm. I'm a very transparent person and I'm like that in my life and in my career as well um, especially in the event industry there's so when you're planning a wedding especially couples are so overwhelmed with all of these different avenues of research and things and it's just a saturated market yeah and you never <laughs> know where to look or what is quality over quantity at that point and so One of the things that I pride ourselves on is is being transparent with our couples about the process and how we work and what things cost. Um, So you have to be real and raw and just be honest with the people that you're working with. Um, So I am the same person when I'm working with somebody. A client or a couple, as I am at home with my friends and my family. There's no in between or changing, really. Um, And I think that's probably my that's probably my favorite quality, especially after living in New York City for like five years. You, I mean, it's made me tougher Mm -hmm. um, and have a a thicker skin, which is great. Um, But I still haven't lost like being humble, which is a big thing. I would say what
0: I was thinking is so. And I love that. And I think all those things that you just said are very true. But personally, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Wedding planning fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> everyone, whether you've planned a wedding, if you disagree with me, then bless your soul. But I've had a lot of friends that are going through it now, and they've been texting me saying, I can't believe you didn't tell me how awful this is. I'm like, <laughs> when did I ever tell you it was fun? I, no. I, I surrounded myself with wonderful people, And I was really excited for the wedding and it was amazing but the process of planning a wedding is hell to me and I will say that no matter what issue we were dealing with or what was going on I never once you you do not complain you were just (sighs) a happy person and I complained so much and as someone that does this for their job I feel like there's you deal with I'm sure a ton of difficult people Mm -hmm. and there's a ton of room for you to maybe complain or just show up and be pissed at something or whatever and you never once I I honestly have never heard you complain
1: oh thank you yeah I mean my job is to make it stress-free for our couples and to make that planning process enjoyable and I think from my perspective it's easier because I do this every single day mm-hmm. now if you ask me and actually people do ask me this like what is your wedding going to be like
0: yeah
1: oh fuck that yeah <laughs> no, you want no not, part of it I will probably go to an island there'll be maybe like 10 people and that's that's going to be my kind of wedding um, because I've been doing this for so long I think I believe I've been in it's been like 13 years I've been in the event industry wow. this is a long time and I've seen a lot of stuff and I've experienced a lot of things but for me I'm yeah either I'm probably going to like the Amalfi Coast with 10 people and uh, that's I, going I, to I hope be I'm my wedding with day yes that's how you're put today it would be your whole family there. probably <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Amanda is <laughs> currently also planning my older sister's wedding in August so she's now officially part of the fam
1: thank you Thank goodness. I was wondering how I could get in and... Oh, you made it in. (laughs) And then you'll have
0: Lucy in a few years. Who knows? (laughs) You're so in. Um, So in terms of this whole podcast is making healthy living approachable, but really just topics that I think people find intimidating. Mm -hmm. Wedding planning, I would say, is like a number one on a lot of females list. Absolutely. How the hell do I even handle this beast? So... I guess I want to start by I'll give a little bit of my backstory with Joe and how we got involved, you mm-hmm. and I. So Joe and I, if you follow me on Instagram, you know who Joe is. He's the guy <laughs> that never wants to be on the camera. <laughs> he um,
1: looked so handsome the other night though, so for the gala. He looked
0: so handsome last night. I love him in a suit. So we had been together for 11, 10 years. I don't know, since high school, since I was 16. And we always knew we were going to get engaged and married and all of that. And that was very clear, especially over the past few years. But I didn't know when it was going to happen. And I had actually told him like the summer, the June before he proposed. He proposed in October. That June I had this mini panic attack. And I was like, I'm not ready to get married. I'm not ready to get married. We were on a walk at the beach. I'm like, please don't propose. Like, I'm just freaking out. I'm not happy about my job. What if I leave? I I just don't know what's going on. And he, at the end of the walk, turned to me and said, I understand that you're feeling really (laughs) stressed out. I'm going to act like you didn't say any of those things you just said because I don't think they're true. If you actually don't want to get engaged soon, you'll tell me again. And truly, it was one of the more mature things he's ever done because he was so right and I was just having a panic attack. So I didn't bring it up again. He proposed, and leading up to the proposal in October, I had been obsessed with Cedar Lakes Estate, <laughs> which Amanda has done plenty of weddings at. Mm-hmm. And I, like a freak, called them and was like, "What? Uh, excuse me, what's your?" It's so funny now looking back because Steph and Lisa. It was. It was like I think it was. Who I don't know if I spoke to one of them or someone else on the team, but. I had called and asked what their dates were available <laughs> in fall of 2019, eight, 18 They had two dates left. You had to put a deposit down. I wasn't going to put a deposit down without talking to Joe, but I also didn't want to know Joe's timing. Our friends booked a wedding for the one of the available weekends somewhere else. So... There was one weekend left. And I, at that moment, wrote it off. I was like, I will not get married here. I'm just going to have to accept it. Stopped following them on Instagram. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because I was obsessed. Amanda, I was literally obsessed. It's okay. You're not the only one, I promise. Yeah. So (laughs) I had just decided it wasn't happening. Joe proposed on a Saturday at the beach. And after the proposal, he told me that him and my parents had actually booked Cedar Lakes for their last available fall weekend and that we were going there the next day. (laughs) I lost my shit, obviously. So now enter Amanda. We show up to Cedar Lakes. They don't do tours on Sunday, so I don't know what the fuck my mom pulled off.
1: Well, do you even know that your mom and I met before no. you're in- you got engaged?
0: No. Shut the front door. <laughs> Where?
1: Uh, it was some coffee shop in the neighborhood. And so she reached She's out crazy. to me. My mom at- is crazy. <laughs> She's. Uh, I love oh, her mom. Oh, my God. So, she, yeah, we met a couple weeks prior to the, you guys being engaged. Did she find beach. you
0: through the Cedar Lakes Instagram? Yeah,
1: so I believe that I'm sure your mom had a conversation, too, with Lisa and Stephanie. Definitely. and um, they're the owners of Cedar Lakes, Lisa and, and Steph. So then uh, she reached out to me, and she was like, they're not engaged yet but it's going to happen soon would love to sit down and have a chat with you so we oh met up God. one day bless my mother because love otherwise her the wedding wouldn't have happened the she <laughs> she showed up in the she like silk it looks like a pajama oh, suit i know exactly it, what
0: outfit you're talking about I was, they are silk pajamas but she claims they're not we'll just, and she wears them regularly
1: they're amazing i was like who is this woman
0: it's ridiculous they're navy
1: with like a white design yeah they're amazing i want them (laughs) i want them in my closet um and so we sat down and had an awesome conversation and she's like okay great i'll be in touch in a couple weeks after she gets engaged so we were texting When you and Joe got engaged, because I had a wedding up at Cedar Lakes that weekend as well. Yeah. So we were executing um, a wedding. And then on Sunday, after everybody had left for brunch, Cammie, Joe, and her parents came up to tour the venue. Which, (laughs) I mean, I was a
0: fucking hot mess. (laughs) That's a nice way of putting it. I We had, when Joe proposed on Saturday, he... I don't even know how to explain this story. He basically tricked me into planning my own engagement party, (laughs) and I took it to the nth degree. accurate. So he had tried to trick me into just a, like, six-person weekend at my parents' beach house. I obviously had no clue he was proposing, so I invited 25 of our closest (laughs) friends, to which he got the email, and probably his heart sunk because I just made this much more difficult. So there were probably 30-ish people by the end of it at the beach at my parents' beach house after the proposal, and we had a massive rager. <laughs> and it turned into, I guess he proposed at like 2 or 3. I don't know. It was in the afternoon. We started drinking immediately right after, and I mean it turned into body shots in my parents' <laughs> kitchen at 4 in the morning. So we like didn't sleep. And then we got up the next morning. I was so confused still, just like – on such a high, but what the hell happened? And we got in the car to drive to Cedar Lakes, and I was not a human. I mean, I think I got there. I looked at the place. I always knew I wanted to get married there, so it didn't really matter. To like, It could have looked like a shithole, and I was sold already. <laughs> but I remember meeting with you, and I turned to my mom, and I was like, can we book her because I, I can't do more – I, I love her and I, I cannot meet with more wedding planners. Like, I just want to execute. I'm such a like, okay, this, we're done here.
1: Yeah. Like, and we're moving Which on. Which I love about you. Oh, thank you. So much. It I know really, what I want. Like, yes. And that's it's so helpful in that planning process. So yeah. I appreciate that immensely. But I remember sitting with you and you asking certain qu- just
0: questions of my ideas. And I I feel like I was like, I know nothing. <laughs> You're going to have to really steer the ship. Yeah. I am not someone that has a color scheme or favorite flowers or any of that. So if you are okay with dealing with someone like that, then we're done. And you ran. And obviously, I give my mom credit to also running with whatever. Mm -hmm. But you really steered a ship to pull off, I would say,
1: the best wedding ever. I mean, it was amazing i like i said i it's one of my proudest accomplishments and the process of that plan of planning your wedding with you guys and your mom was also a a fun experience and that was amazing because even even when we first met that day it is a lot of information to so much it's just a lot of information i feel that way whenever i talk to any potential couple um, and i always kind of start off our meeting that way and and tell them like please stop me anytime that you have questions because i anticipate you having a lot and it's a lot of information to absorb so it's it's really balancing that fine line in giving them enough but not too much to be able to write or ask the right questions to be able to pull the information that we need out of that couple mm-hmm. to help guide us through that process to make it unique and personal and their wedding. Our goal every time is for your guests to walk away and say, that was so Cameron and Joe. I don't... Yeah. I don't want... I don't ever want to do something that has already ever been done because that's somebody else's wedding, that's someone else's event. Which so it's always starting fresh because it needs to be a representation of you guys. I totally Individually, agree. as a couple, your families, there's a lot of elements that come into play when, when making it all cohesive and amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: And I also think I go to weddings often where I say, you know, this was wonderful for that bride because it was exactly what she wanted, but it is nowhere near what I want. Yeah. And Which I would is love. Great. <laughs> yeah. I think for the listeners whether they're planning a wedding um or you're just interested in this topic or whatever. But what do you think the best pieces of advice you could give to a bride from a planner's perspective mm-hmm. to make your job as the planner easier? Because I'm sure there were things I did that were helpful, but I know there were things I did that weren't – I didn't have a a vision in or a, a Pinterest board or any of that, which I'm sure would have been more helpful. Um, so if you could, I guess, give the pieces of advice that you wish brides did more of or just their personality. You know,
1: people turn into crazies. <laughs> it's a lot of different emotions <laughs> that they're dealing with and family members. There's so many different dynamics. I feel like I should have went to, like – psychology school before getting into this because honestly it's a not lot a bad idea. Of you're kind of different emotions that you're dealing with. Um and every couple is different and family is different too. So there's so many dynamics that go into it. Um but I one of the things I tell a lot of my couples that I think is helpful for them when we're starting that planning process, which in turn um is helpful for us, is that there I don't believe that there is a right way and a wrong way to have someone's wedding it is up to them how they want to curate their ceremony how they want to have their reception I absolutely provide all of our advice and guide them but it's when people come when couples say to me well you know I feel like I have to do this you don't have to do that at all you don't don't have to to do do anything anything. yeah you don't have to do you don't have to it is what makes you feel comfortable and what is going to be you and represent mm-hmm. you. Um, I think the biggest, it, and to be honest, I don't like Pinterest. I am yeah. very happy when I have couples that do not come to me okay, with good. a Pinterest board already chosen. <laughs> exactly. It just, it, I Pinterest is um, tricky because brides are pulling photos from Pinterest and creating these boards and bringing these visions to me that have already been executed. But I can pick apart everything within that picture and tell you exactly how much that event cost. And nine times out of ten, it is way over the budget that we are working with. Yeah. Well, because you always want these elaborate things until you know the price. Exactly. Um, So Pinterest makes my job a lot harder. So actually not having one of those and starting from scratch is a lot easier for myself and my team because we do provide a lot of creative direction so mm-hmm. one of the first things that we do is we meet in your apartment i want to yeah. i want to see your space and learn about you and where you go out to eat and what you do for fun and how you grew up and what your apartment is designed like mm-hmm. and where you buy your furniture all of those things come into play yeah and that will help that helps us tremendously in regards to kind of kicking everything off because we get an idea of your personalities mm-hmm. and the process is so much smoother. Which is so funny now because we just redid our apartment and I would
0: say <laughs> our apartment now fits way more
1: oh, yeah, of what our wedding uh-huh.
0: vision was. I mean, they both were pretty simplistic and not feminine and I wouldn't say masculine but like gender, ne- gen- we're very <laughs> gender neutral. It was a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? like
1: I mean it was whatever for your wedding or for your apartment either one
0: I kept making the joke when I spoke also a progressive it's very progressive wedding we're (laughs) gender neutral here um no but I think they were both clean Mm -hmm. crisp and not over the top no which was something I knew I wanted I knew I didn't want pink flowers everywhere Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't really want even a lot of flowers um so I think having those is obviously helpful as a bride of like yes. that type of aesthetic idea, but I think people feel they need to know exactly every detail,
1: and you, which don't. you don't absolutely. And that's actually kind of another piece that would act- makes our planning process a little bit easier for mm-hmm. us is when you don't you don't need to know all of those answers, and if you you have an open mind, and you should have expectations but be prepared for some things to possibly not go the way that you think they're going to go in your head it's such a it's a totally different ball game when you're in it and planning it especially here in new york city um There's all kinds of different things that happen um, and all kinds of different avenues that you can go down as well, Mm -hmm. too. So coming into that planning process with an open mind is really, really helpful. You can still come with your ideas that you want to have and like your priorities, of course. um, But that open mind really helps when we're planning with you because... I mean, we have seen it all. We really know what works and what doesn't work Mm -hmm. in certain spaces um, and just what is going to be the best bang for your buck and how to stretch that dollar. But, I mean, in the end, we want want your wedding to be this memorable experience. And I stress experience Mm -hmm. because that's when people walk away and say, that is so them. I agree.
0: And I think what you said of being open to different avenues also applies to the actual time of your wedding, being open to things going wrong and Mm -hmm. just accepting it. And there are always going to be things that don't go correct. I mean, there were a few at hours that I can think of, but you also have to know you can't control everything. It poured rain the day of our wedding. (sighs) Yeah. And I always (laughs) knew that was going to happen, and that's fine. But being – I think it's accepting the fact that whatever vision you have – if it doesn't go that exact way, no one fucking knows.
1: Exactly. No
0: one else is gonna know except for you, the groom, probably your parents, and the wedding planner. Like no one knows that we weren't supposed to, we had cocktail hour that had to be moved because it was surprisingly freezing the weekend of our wedding. I know <laughs> we might be not be able to tell from photographs, but I was shivering the yeah, entire time. It was freezing. <laughs> and we had planned after the ceremony to have cocktail hour at a different part of the space before the reception and we had this whole vision for it and planned out all of this stuff and the the day before right yeah we moved it we
1: held out as long as we possibly could the weather was not a a friend of ours that weekend at all (laughs) but it's okay it really didn't deter anything
0: and we changed it and i I didn't even bat an eye in the sense of overthinking it. I said I want to wait until the last minute because I want mm-hmm. it at the pool area. And if it can be, then great. But if we can't, then no one knows. Mm-hmm. Not one person
1: even said, Oh wait, on the itinerary, didn't they say like yeah. no
0: one fucking knew.
1: Nope. So And it was still an amazing cocktail hour. And it was it amazing. Was warm and comfortable people would have been freezing. and like yes.
0: People would have been freezing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like the belt going missing. It's like no one knew it eventually came back. A piece of my outfit went missing <laughs> for a small bit of time right after the ceremony that I had planned on changing into. No one would have known if that belt never reappeared that mm-hmm. I even had it. Right. So you just thank gotta reappear. Bless Cedar Lakes estate. Yeah. Um but you just have to let go of the things that you might feel tied to because you can't control mm-hmm. everything.
1: Yeah. And that honestly happens more so on um, the day of or the 100%. weekend of the wedding. And that can sometimes really stress a couple out of the parents out. So if you're going into that, just being like, okay, we've spent over a year plus time planning this. We have an amazing team that's going mm-hmm. to be executing this weekend for us. Just enjoy that. Enjoy that weekend and that time with your guests and your family because these are. Amazing memories that you're going yeah. to make. And when you let it go, like the song, you will have an even better time, like n- just enjoying yourself. Absolutely.
0: And that's why no one was allowed to talk to me about the weather Le- the week leading up to the wedding. Yeah. I we live did with that. Mr. Literal, who. <laughs> Probably checked it twenty times a day and was like, okay, well, if it says it feels like this temperature, I'm gonna go outside now because it feels like this, and then I'm gonna say, I'm like, Joe, if you talk about the weather to me one more time, I'm gonna yeah. lose my mind. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I have no control over the weather. If it pours rain, if it pours rain, then we will get married in the rain. I I don't care. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just something you have to really let go because you have no control over that. Yeah. But you I have think- to
1: let it go and don't check your phone like Joe did every day. He (laughs) eventually stopped. Yeah, because it especially nowadays, it just changes every hour. Weather men are like
0: the one or weather woman, weather people, whatever. The one job that you can just lie and then still have your job the next day and no one holds you accountable.
1: Great job security for some reason. It's unreal. It's insane.
0: I would and one other question I wanted to get to is I know that having a wedding planner is a privilege a hundred percent and it's not something that everyone can afford yeah so if there are people listening who choose cannot afford or just choose not to have a wedding planner do you have any specific advice on how they can go about that process to I guess best prepare themselves
1: yeah absolutely so um for us our our company we are full service wedding Mm -hmm. planners um and there are companies out there that do offer month of coordination or partial planning. So at minimum, it is nice to be able to bring in a month of coordinator that can come in and take over your wedding planning and your details and logistics. And they will be there the weekend of your wedding to execute it as well. So at minimum, if you can just put a few, and I know this I hope this doesn't come off wrong, but like a few thousand dollars Mm -hmm. off to the side,
0: maybe cutting like some flowers or whatever. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of different ways that you can kind of cut back on certain things Mm -hmm. and you'll have your final guest count by then. So maybe you'll recoup some money as well. So you can put that towards it. Um, it will allow you to be able to enjoy that weekend so much more you don't have to worry about whether or not the dj or band has arrived or Mm -hmm. the cake and who's doing the photos when um it is always best to hire one of those planning professionals to execute that wedding weekend um, because it's not the venue's responsibility, it's not a photographer's responsibility, and you don't want it to be your responsibility. So that's one of the first pieces of advice that I can give you. Um, And I think there are a lot of... um, There are a lot of pieces online through Martha Stewart or Mm -hmm. The Knot. Um, Zola is also another really good um, uh, uh, educational piece for you guys too that you can look into. That gives you a task list that breaks down what you need to do each month
0: with you giving me that. Because I, I had no idea what to do. So yeah. I think that is Finding one of the most that. beneficial things leading up to the month of.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because otherwise you have no idea when you should be doing what. And you don't want to be incurring different charges for rushing stationary per se or losing out on really great bands because you waited till four months prior to the wedding to book that, that vendor. Um, So finding that task list, that kind of align lines, itemizes everything out for you mm-hmm. each month, that's going to be hugely helpful for you. Um, and there are different different ones out there, so it just kind of depends on your personality and which one you gravitate yeah. towards more. Um, and then just surrounding yourself with a really good support system, but not everyone that you possibly could imagine mm-hmm. being in that support system. <laughs> you need I like to call it like a board of directors, basically. You have maybe four of those people are surrounding you and they become your go-to people as well um because everyone has an opinion and mm-hmm. as a bride I can only imagine I mean as a planner we get it <laughs> too um I, yeah I can only imagine it being super stressful and making that process not enjoyable and that's why I was
0: not secretive but I didn't want people's opinions because mm-hmm. I didn't care first but also well like you know i cared about joe's opinion and i cared about my mother's opinion and my mother-in-law and my dad but specifically with my dress for instance i feel once you show people something they're bound to give you their opinion Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter what they think about your dress and it really only matters what you think and so i was like i'm not telling anyone anything Mm -hmm. they can show up they can enjoy the wedding if they don't like it then that's on them but I don't need to know about it and stress about it leading up to the wedding.
1: And to be honest, I mean, that's a really great point too. There's no reason for everybody to know about everything until they show up to celebrate. Exactly. That it's, there's it's about no reason for the them couple. to know everything that's happening. And when you do start providing that information to other people outside of like your board of directors, mm-hmm. you're going to they're going to naturally give feedback. their feedback and it's just going to stress you out.
0: I totally agree. So, to close, I want to ask the food-related question that I ask everyone. Oh, yes. What are the like, up to three ways to your heart through food?
1: Okay. So, um, ice cream, absolutely. I love how prepared you are. And 100% I love ice, cream. ice cream.
0: Also, let's just say, I'm obviously, I praise Amanda with every bone in my body, if you are looking for a wedding planner, but to just explain how wonderful she is. And now I feel like I'm going to set these people up to think they will do this for them. <laughs> but she knows how much I love ice cream. And we share that bond that her and the team at Cedar Lakes Estate surprised me with the Van Lee Wynn ice cream truck. It was a and good surprise. It was the hardest I cried the entire <laughs> weekend. I, I'm not joking. You can oh, look no, at the photos. I, know. Yeah. I screamed as if, People thought Justin Timberlake was there because that was that's the, the only way I would ever scream.
1: That was the reaction ever. And I started hysterically crying. So It we, was a really, really great surprise. But it was. I have to give a good majority of that credit, though, to Marie at Cedar Lakes because she is the one who really, really got to hammered Van Leeuwen and hammered them to well, get that I truck up there. And, and they, they told don't me no. do that. I know. And she had asked a few times, too. So, it, yes, a collaboration on that. But huge kudos to Marie for really, like, following through with well, making that you, happen. So, so we both share
0: love, deep yeah. love for ice cream, obviously. Deep love for
1: ice cream. Um, and then I absolutely... I mean, I love pizza and Italian food, mm-hmm. but I. Per- I mean, I've been to Italy three times now. I lived in Amalfi for a month, mm-hmm. so. Um, I have a favorite restaurant in nerano italy it's called lascolio and it is the most amazing italian food that i have ever that has ever touched my lips and it's a family owned um tiny tiny restaurant um tiny tiny town on the amalfi coast and the best rose the best pasta the best bread oh my god it's so good um so those are probably the two things absolutely great amazing authentic authentic italian food um and ice cream
0: okay i mean that sounds (laughs) delicious where's your favorite italian place in the city
1: i don't know if i have a favorite italian place in the city to be honest okay but um so stephanie and lisa's mom they're italian Mm -hmm. my favorite italian meal has been prepared by her by um their mom mama lisa Okay. Mama Lisa's good Meatballs to I gotta get invited The ricotta Oh my god It's so good I'm coming it's next time It's the best
0: Have you been to Piccolo Anglo? No Right here on my corner No So Piccolo Anglo is a great spot In the West Village That is like Authentic Family run Italian It's been around forever It's like You get red or white Wine And those are your options But Ooh. the meatballs Are the size of Softballs They're huge uh, we're It's really good going I haven't there. been in a while But it was family owned. The guy, the owner, passed. I think like a few years ago, but his kids have continued to run it. That's amazing. So you I had a girls' night there. man. Yeah. it's really Absolutely. good. Absolutely, it's really good. Okay, well, I love you so much. Thank you so much for being on here.
1: Thank you for having me. If, this is my first one, and I'm uh, oh my so gosh, honored. Really?
0: Yeah, wow, you should be on many more. <laughs> Thank you. If you are looking to plan an event anytime soon. Or more specifically, a wedding, I can vouch for Amanda and her team and their overall incredible acts of service. So, best to follow you on Instagram.
1: Yeah, Instagram's definitely the At best.
0: Amanda Savory Events. It'll all be in the show notes, but thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you, Kim.
0: Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.